Hi, this is Chris. And this is John. And you're listening to the Nerdy Dad Cast. It's only just occurred to me that we do that opening every episode when I could just find the best version of it that we've done in the past, stitch it into an intro, and then just dive into a regular episode. See, I was thinking two things there. I was thinking, A, we could switch it up just randomly one time and throw people off. Hi, this is John, and this is Chris, and this is the Nerdy Dadcast. Or we could. Or, or B, just, uh, yeah, what you said, basically. But, but, yeah, and the other thing is we always bonk our heads afterwards doing it. So I was trying to be very conscious about not bonking our heads because, as our listeners know, we don't have theme music put in there yet until the editing. So right now we're just, we just we're move pretending. our heads, pretending that we hear it. And, yeah, it's sort of yeah. – but it's ritual. So maybe ritual's good, maybe ritual's bad. We have to figure that out, I think. Yeah, I I just, you know, I was just thinking while bonking my head, because I did still do that. I was, you know, do, 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 you know, listening in my head, um, thinking, oh, maybe, maybe I could, you know, save us the 10 seconds or so it takes to do the intro, do the pause, so I know where to insert the theme music and production and then dive into the, the regular show. But, you know, eventually, maybe... By the time we do the Nerdy to Grand cast. Yeah, episode 356, I think, is probably a good time for that. Uh, right now, I mean, it gets you kind of into the mood. You just you, you say your little name, and then we're off. If, if I said my name, it was just a autoplay of me saying my name. I don't know. Maybe I'd feel differently. Yeah. Listeners want to know, John, do you have yourself a PlayStation 5 pre-order yet? I still have no PlayStation. No, no. You still have um, a month to go, just yeah, over that. I got a month, and I still have my controller. And I have my controller charger, so I'm going to be happy. And when those arrive, I'm going to look at them, and I'm going to set them up nicely, and I'm going to kind of caress them and say, you know, nice controller. And hopefully hopefully by then, maybe I'll have a pre-order. Because, you know, right now it's kind of depressing. You load up the web pages, and they all say, oh, well, thank you for your interest, or thank you for coming to our page. And Sorry, no more pre-orders, and maybe that'll happen again, and sign up for our email list and all sorts of mm-hmm. handy things. So I did have the two tabs open, because I was only, at the end, I decided not to do Amazon, because, you know, Amazon. And I figured I'd do local, sort of big box, whatever. Still not great, but, you know, local. So I figured I'd go from two specific retailers and just keep trying them. And so I had those two pages up in tabs in my browser. And I have actually close those pages now and i just Mm. go to the history every now and then and load them up and and look and it's still disappointing because you still there's nothing there but then again you know hey we're under a month to launch right now so by the time launch happens maybe once i load those pages up it'll actually say you know buy in store and all the things you can't do right now so yeah we'll, we'll see yeah we'll see i was gonna suggest that if you don't have the console you know create a tiktok account where you can go and you know go viral with you just playing on a controller and a blank <laughs> TV or something like that. And then shake my booty a little bit afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. You got to twerk it. Yeah. Um, you know, I've got to get it, get the comp to one somehow. So yeah, mm-hmm. maybe I should start up TikTok now. 
I wouldn't want to seem too much of a follower, though. I know you've done it recently, and I know you've been twerking on TikTok. So, oh yeah, uh, I mean, I, I twerk it like the best. Yeah, so my twerking game is is not there yet. So I'm gonna practice on then Maybe I'll get TikTok going, and we'll see. So yeah, if people want TikTok, you know, they can definitely throw throw a comment on Twitter, throw a comment on Facebook. Let us know you need you need us twerking, and please yeah. don't actually. Yeah, but yeah, TikTok, yeah. please. Nerdy Dadcast on TikTok would be something else. You know, I, I, on the note of TikTok, I'm one trying to figure out this platform because it's 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 a whole lot different than any of the other social media experiences that I've I've grown up with. So this is if I've grown up with them, but if there's one thing I have learned, I cannot go through like the for you page, which because that algorithm. It, I guess presumed I'm a male of a certain age and therefore this is the content it needs <laughs> to show me. It's not baby force appropriate. Uh, the wife has questioned, like, what are you looking at? I'm like, I don't know how to fix this. Uh, and so now it's gone to the point where I'm trying to find accounts that I can follow. So I can actually look at the ones like I, um, I follow um, Hank Green, um, who is one half of the, you know, Dear John and Hank uh, podcast or the Vlog Brothers or Crash Course. And I mean, they're known for all sorts of things, but I follow him. Uh, I enjoy the informative stuff from him. The Pelicans kind of creep me out. Um, Bare Naked Ladies, I actually followed them. But that's the thing is like, I feel like I'm following these giant accounts. I want to follow people I know, kind of. So maybe you need to create a TikTok, start sharing videos so I can follow and have more appropriate content to, to train the algorithm with. But then the algorithm would do the same to me because I've had that same thing happen where, um, like, when we were traveling last year, Snapchat, huge in, in Norway in particular, every mm. one of my family members had a Snapchat account. And I'd, I'd loaded Snapchat onto my phone whenever it came out. I never, I looked at it for once or twice and I was like, eh, that's a thing. But it didn't really interest me. But, you know, once family was there, then send quick little snippets back and forth with family. It's kind of cute, kind of cool. But that exact algorithm thing, suddenly the for you area is nothing but really teen girls. I, I don't know. I'm too old to really be able to tell if they're teen or legal these days. I don't know. But, you know, showing off things that, you know, I couldn't really show in front of my wife and don't want the kids to see for sure. So, so yeah, it's that whole algorithm. And I mean, hey, it's not, it's, it's safe enough for work, depending where you work, I suppose. But, uh, but yeah, so I don't know if if I join TikTok, then the algorithm will be the same for me. So really, it'll just double up the sort of dirty old man vibe that I think their their uh, TikTok algorithms go for, and and I don't really need to to get yeah. into that. So so yeah, I'd end up doing the same thing you are and following you know rock bands that have been around for forty years, or you know all these things that to to kill that algorithm. And I don't know. It's a, it's an experiment. So yeah. We could, we could try that. Well, you know what? Okay. And on top of that, I wonder if our listeners here actually have TikTok. And if they do, who are they following? So that I can try to teach this algorithm to stop showing me all of the twerking that, you know, it can possibly find on the internet. I mean, I, I get it. Either I need to twerk or I need to like learn how to dance. Um, there's like a, is it BTS? I think is the, the boy band out of Korea. They have this like savage love song. I'm seeing savage love um, nonstop. And then there's the, uh, the, you know, I can't believe my dad's allowing me to do this TikTok, And I'm like, gosh, whatever the social media experience will be when baby force is that age, I will be that dad, but you will not see the video because it's just, yeah, I'll be, you know, 
sit screaming at the clouds and telling people to get off my lawn and all sorts of other, you know, good stuff like that. Oh, TikTok. If there's one other thing I'm upset about with TikTok, though, there's already a light force there. Some other guy, <laughs> you know, took my name. So I am the light force on TikTok. I had the. And because because I didn't want there to be any confusion, I went and stole the light force on Twitter, which no one had. And I actually set it up as if it was like a copy of my actual Lightforce Twitter account with one tweet that says, go look for me at Lightforce. And they're like, yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm always kind of amazed by that. And like, I remember from like the early days of the internet, I, I just wanted to put two words together and two words that didn't really match up all that well. So that, you know, it could be kind of unique. So back in the early days of the internet, I would usually went by King Toast. And, you know, I figured King Toast, nobody's going to find King Toast, you know, nobody's going to use that. That's not going to happen. But then suddenly, as time went on, you know, that was my Yahoo account and mm-hmm. all of these old things that, you know, us old guys talk about now. But yeah, suddenly other, I'd log into some random service and there'd already be a King Toast. And I'd be like, what the hell? That's, that's my name. That's not, that's not for you. Yeah. And so, yeah, well, I mean, Lightforce has a little more, or a little more uh, notoriety, I think, than a King Toast might. But, uh, but still, yeah, you know. Well, and this is the thing, like if you search Lightforce on online, pretty much it's me. Like wherever you see that reference, it's me. Except for TikTok, when it's some other random guy, I am the Lightforce on TikTok because I had to be that much more important. And he's like a 12-year-old from Hong Kong or something, right? No, no. Um someone from the some guy from the United States. Um I have not gone into like, like, this is the thing. I was just so upset. I found it. I almost like, oh, I'm not going to create a TikTok <laughs> account now, but I, I did. Oh, uh, well, we weren't here to talk about TikTok though. No, we, we wanted to, we actually wanted to talk a little bit about the, the fatherhood side of things as it relates to um, sort of organization and, and sort of, you know, I, I would use the term purging of, 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 of things or the, you know, potential, Parting of stuff. And, and the reason why is that uh, we've decided to sort of test the waters and potentially, you know, think about putting our, our place in the market. And to do so, we know that there are two things that need to occur. One, our place needs to be presentable enough that someone would come in and be like, yeah, I want to buy this. Not like, oh my goodness, hazmat suit, please. Um, you know, beware the stuffed unicorn that's sitting in the hallway type deal. But two, if we do sell and do need to move, it's a whole lot easier to not have all this stuff that you really don't need in the first place to then travel to your new home where you'll continue to not need that stuff. I will say you are already one up on a lot of people by having that first thing locked in your head because I personally am amazed by the pictures that people use for real estate and the things they put up. And like, you know, I've seen just like you, they have like a storage room, but it's full of garbage bags. It's great to have a storage room, but you don't really want to take a picture of a storage room full of garbage bags. That's not going to sell your place. (laughs) Or, you know, if you have really unique hobbies, I mean, a lot of people have a lot of unique hobbies and that's great. I totally encourage your hobbies. But again, 
if your hobby is, you know, making clay statues of gnomes and bikinis, you do not want to have that all over your your real estate page. Because I personally don't really have the interest. Although now my TikTok thing is going to come up with gnomes and bikinis and I have to live that down. But, uh, you know, these are things that I don't personally have an interest in. If you want to sell your house to me, then, you know, you probably shouldn't have this stuff there. Well, so, what's yeah, wrong with the fire pole in, fire pole in the bedroom? There's nothing. That's, feature. that's cool. I mean, we only do our exercise and, you know, I've, I've spun the fire pole a few times myself. I have nothing wrong there. No judgment. Uh, the, um, but that, you know, on that note, we want to like, and I'm, it's not that we're trying to get rid of personality. Obviously that will continue to exist. We're simply trying to create a space that someone else can envision their personality owning, moving into. And one of the ways to go about that is trying to keep things simple, uncluttered. I mean, we're going to reasonably, you know, present the place as it's being lived in by a two and a half year old or three and a half year old. Sorry, my goodness. I took a year away from baby force. But the, the idea is that we do need to make it inviting. Now, Considering that whole, you know, stuffed unicorn that I was talking about does exist. We have an elephant. Uh, we have a pillow that's a unicorn. Like it, it's actually kind of neat. It has Velcro, so it folds together. It's the unicorn. You take the Velcro off, and it's this giant pillow. And she loves it. She's like, I, the cat sleeps on it. I'd sleep on it if I felt I could get up back off the floor, too. But, you know, that, I don't know where we're going to put that. We don't have, like, this is the thing. is like, she does not have a room. Um, so we're, we're in this weird space and we had this conversation with her talking to her about how, um, her aunt's coming over to help us sort of do this and, uh, some friends and, you know, there will be toys that will be put away. You'll get them back. Maybe. Uh, but you know, just so you know, we need to, we need to do this. And she's like, okay. Cause she totally, totally understood everything I was saying. I mean, she heard she might get a new bedroom. So that, that's pretty much the only thing she took from the entire conversation. But I, I just don't know how to approach this. Like when it comes to getting rid of stuff, for instance, that she has grown so attached to, like that balloon that she's had since her birthday. I'd like to get rid of that stuff. See, I find it totally depends on the kids and the situation and the parents and the whole, like, just everybody's different. I mean, my kids, they forget about things pretty much instantly, at least, mm-hmm. you, you know, like toys and stuff or candy. Halloween's coming up. I mean, we're not doing Halloween this year, really, but they forget about the candy like the next day. They, they get the thrill of having it and then it's just gone. So toys are the same thing where for the most part, and especially we sort of emphasize, and I probably said this before, but... Uh, experiences over things like we want to go out and back in the before times we wanted to be able to travel we wanted to be able to go out and do all these adventures and now we're in the COVID world and that's kind of different but still we want to kind of emphasize that so my kids for the most part don't really care about stuff mm-hmm. my daughter has like her art supplies and she loves her art supplies and if she just had her art supplies in her room she'd be happy and my son, he's all about Lego. That's it. I mean, we we went into this big trip last year. And when we came back, we said, hey, you know, go to your room. Now that you're back, we've been gone for eight weeks. Now that you're back, go to your room, take this box and put the things that you really want in this box. And each of them came back with like three things in their box. And that was sort of all it worked. So 
at that time they had they had their room together too so that was even more so now they each have their own room and and i think the the plus there and maybe selling this with baby force is once you have your own room trying to get the whole room cleaning thing happening Mm. can be very uh, stressful and the less things they have the less things they need to clean up so yeah it's just it's having good things having valued things and hopefully not uh being too obsessed with that balloon from three months ago which luckily my kids aren't but i can totally i totally feel for you with uh you sneak it out one day and she'll probably miss it for her for like three or four days won't notice it and then suddenly day four she'll be like where'd my balloon go and you're oh yeah the stuff she like she she remembers like um if you promise something like six months ago that if in a weird coincidence of events a pig were to fly by the window um waving in a flag and that were to happen she'd be like okay you remember when you promised me all of these things when that were to occur well that just happened so uh let's get me the hook like my my daughter again it's not just a baby force thing i know kids are very attentive they pay attention and they see and hear a lot of things that we may may take for granted in fact we ourselves may not see or hear because we're so accustomed to filters um but yeah like if i were to go and disappear that balloon it's not like i can pretend like oh i don't know where it went because then it would be let's tear the place apart to find the the balloon that I went and did away with. Like I, I just I'm I'm in this position where I'm like I don't know how to do this. Now there's a a an extension to this. My wife is a hoarder. Mm. I mean I I have stuff. I mean John, you can sort of see the clutter behind me. My stuff's sort of here, and if I need to, I can actually. I got it. So I got like containers and all that. I just don't have the containers. I got stuff out. I'm lazy. Go out that door. That stuff. And I, you know, some of it, there's that sentimental attachment. And I think my daughter's a little bit like, like my wife, there's this sentimental attachment. Got to keep it forever. Like the for her, it's the balloon right now. For my wife, it's, you know, a, a Christmas card received from a high school friend 20 years ago. Mm. So, and like, like I said, that comes back to just the people are different and you have to accept that. I mean, me personally, I've, I've really experienced, especially over the last year and a bit that, yeah, none of that stuff means anything to me. It's like, yeah, I just don't, I have no emotional bond to objects. And so that's good, but for some people and Mm -hmm. on the other side, we do have like, we each have a little box of, keepsakes and stuff yeah. my favorite item that i have is an ashtray which is kind of funny because i've never smoked and uh it's never been used but my my price position is an ashtray and i stick that in my pocket and keep it with me and that's sort of that's all i would need of my possessions but uh oh and i got a really cool beer stein recently too which is nice mm-hmm. but again don't need it don't need it would the ashtray fit in the beer stein uh, i might yeah we'll so see there that's, top, that's anyways, a... Like a lid to the beer stein yeah that's that's practical, right? I mean, I like I'm I, I have nothing against the keepsake part. Like I, you know, if it's uh, I mean, I'm being facetious when I say the Christmas card from someone in high school twenty years ago. Um, but it's not it like something like that's not in a box. It's currently sitting in the kitchen on a thing with a bunch of like that. If it's so sentimental that you need to keep it, you would think one might want to take maybe better care. I don't. So I think that's a really important distinction, though, because I think, you know, it's all this stuff that we have sitting in boxes in various places that uh, 
that isn't good. The stuff that you actually care about and you have out somewhere that you can actually look at it and enjoy it. And Oh, and I guess so that's what I'm saying. Like if, if it, I would prefer what you just described to be the case, like if it's sentimental, you have it out and you can look at, yeah. so you can, you can remember that part. I'm perfectly fine. If everything was, was out for that, where I think the struggle is, is if it's not there, but you're not going to get rid of it, box it. And I get that at that point, do you really need to? But in my mind, if we were to think about the best way is to have it showcased. The second way in my mind is boxing it. The third way is just having it in a pile of other stuff because it's there. Yeah. And, but yeah, like that part to me, it's the K and maybe that's where the chaos exists. And maybe it's the chaos I have issues with. I don't know. And then, yeah, just the whole idea of having boxes, enough boxes that you need to like go get storage units or something. And then that brings into like storage wars and stuff like this, where, you know, you go and mine these old storage units and see the, stuff that humans keep so i mean it's totally it's a human affliction and we all do it to a certain amount and Mm -hmm. but yeah i really if you have enough stuff that you need to get a storage locker to keep more of your stuff then you probably just have too much stuff and should get therapy so well we 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 do have half a storage locker with my parents now what's in there it's stuff like that we've acquired for baby force that she like um clothes that she'll grow into um and so we essentially twice a year something gets cycled out and then we might get something else um her big girl bed uh, is still boxed up but that's where it is um like i i, I see the practice we know will it will come out it's just right now we we were maybe proactive that said one of my potential solutions right now to expedite the staging of our property is to find a five by five storage locker, pay for six months simply as a mechanism to get the stuff out of here. But the intention is if it goes in there, the only reason it comes out is for one of two things. It's actually something we need and we need to have or two recycling, redistribution, reuse somewhere else. Yeah, that's the thing. If you do put it in a storage locker somewhere, at least get one of those, like, movable ones. So you could, like, push it out into the ocean and set it on fire and just sort of, you know, see it float away seven months from now when you realize you don't need that shit. Living in the the condo restricts the ability to get one of the portable ones. Like, I actually looked into the possibility of getting – remember what the company was but they you know they'll, they'll drop the bin off the problem is that to get that dropped off on the street the permitting process within the city is crazy and then on top of that um you would you know the insurance yeah and what have you so i'm like oh, i'll just get a, a stationary you know s- storage facility five by five it's like, it's like i mean it costs money we're talking like 60 bucks a month or something like that which i'd rather not spend but if Within, and that's the thing is six months. It's not like, oh, we're just paying month to month to month to month. It's like a very precise term where the timer starts and when it hits zero, it's either we've done something with it or you're going to see our stuff on the next episode of Storage Wars when the dude that goes, yep, <laughs> is bidding on our junk. I hope he gets a good price. I'm sure you would. I, you yeah. know, I, I mean, a little off the rails here. I've only seen a few episodes of that show. And while it blows my mind that they can make a reality show based on that, 
it actually doesn't. It is so realistic. The stuff that, you know, people find now, what we see would see on that show, I would imagine they film like a thousand hours of content and we get an episode out of that because okay. how many of those storage lockers that they get bid on, they go in, all it is just stacks of plywood and, you know, old moldy magazines. Mimic. Yeah. Like nothing of any interest or any value. You throw every so often one of those episodes in, but yeah, I just know the guy that goes, you yep. I don't know his name or yeah, it's been a long time. I've only watched a few of them myself. The one we've gotten into, and again, we're a little bit off the rails, but the one we've gotten into recently is uh, an ice. It's I don't even remember what it's called. It's it's not ice road truckers. It's like oh, it's one ice, on the Coca-Cola or whatever. No, no, no. It's, these these are like Nor. This is based in Norway, and oh, it's on okay. it's on I Disney Plus. So it's on Disney Plus, and hmm. basically, it's people that get stuck in really crazy positions on the really crazy roads of Norway in the middle of winter. And these guys with like big honking trucks make a living going and getting these guys out of wherever problems they are. And it's actually really kind of amazing. And so we were watching with the kids at first, cause a, you know, we have this Norway thing. We love Norway. And then secondly, it was just it's a show based there. Now there was like the third episode or something, a guy, there was like a an accident and a guy died and burned inside his Good. truck. And we and so at that point we thought, okay, well, we can't really watch this one anymore without pre-screening them. But for that kind of reality show where you know these people getting into crazy situations and yeah, it's pretty it's pretty amazing. I, I have to recommend, other than the death episode, unless you're into death, hey, that's all it's all good. No. Yeah, Anyways. I don't know if I'd be able to watch it because Baby Force would freak the heck on out. Yeah, that's what we found too. So we actually, again, a little bit off the rails. We tried uh, we tried getting into the Marvel Cinematic Universe with my eight-year-old the other day, and that didn't go overly well. No? What no. did you start with? Uh, we'll start, we started with Iron Man. We weren't going to go back to like the Incredible Hulk or anything. We started with Iron Man, and it was a little too... Uh, boom, boom. Yeah, boom. like I guess Iron Man has a scary, scary intro story, so... He was a little bit freaked out by that, and uh, so we made it. We made it just past that, and he hasn't wanted to go back and watch any more of it yet. So, yeah, you know what? I'm just thinking through the only, the really, the only, the only series that I could think, or even movie within the series, might be Guardians of the Galaxy. But even then, like you know what I mean? Like it, it's you can like I I would not go with Thor. No, can't like none of the Thors would work really. Um, uh, maybe the most recent Ragnarok might. And it's funny too because again, it's it's a kid by kid thing and a family by family thing. So he's playing D and D, and the the DM is one of the kids' dads, and so he mentioned to his like six year old daughter who's playing D and D, he was like, "Oh, it's like an Avengers Endgame when they all just disappear." And the six-year-old was like, yeah, I know that part. And so that was cool. But for my son, he would be freaked the F out by that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess we're, we'll we'll hold off on that one for a couple of years. Mm. But anyways, back, yeah. to, back to storage lockers and, you know, the all of that. What's she going to do? I don't know. So, I mean, in reality, the likelihood is, is over the course of this weekend, we're going to – I mean, my hope is that we purge what we can like I, 
I, I see no value in clothes, like for especially, especially baby force, but my, my wife and I, if the clothes don't fit, send them off to wherever. Um, so that's, that's an interesting one too. Cause I mean, we live in a place where there's several kids of various ages around us. So we will get bags of clothes left on our doorway and we get to go through them and some really nice clothes and, you know, just pass them on. And so our kids wear them for a while and then we pass them on to the next kids. But I find, you know, we'll go and we did this, especially early on when they were both really young, we'd come across like a bag of like five-year-old boys clothes. And so we said, Oh, that'll those will be great at some point. And so we put them in a closet and then we forget about them. And suddenly our son was seven. We'd go and pull out this bag of five-year-old boys' clothes, and none of those fit. And we're like, oh, well, we had those in our closet for all this time. And Well, and that there is a box that I found of the uh, clothes. So a, a friend of ours at a essentially a, a baby shower before she knew what she was having was gifted um, very, what we would, what one might call gender-specific clothing. She ended up having a boy, so the girl's clothing she didn't want to hold on to knowing that we were expecting a girl. She gave them to us. So we're like, well, thank you. I mean, we're, it's like there was newborn stuff, infant, toddler, what have you. I unearthed the box two weeks ago. And uh, yeah, none of that's going to fit baby force. <laughs> like, you know, and that's the thing. The intention was good. Absolutely. Um, we, we were totally going to put it to use, but we just had, again, there was so much and, it was in a box, um, a, a Pampers box, beca- which makes it even worse because that could just actually be a box of Pampers. <laughs> it could be a box of boxes, paper. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's something that will be like uh, for me. I'm like, there's no sentimental value whatsoever on someone else's donated clothes that my daughter never wore. So they need to be passed on to someone else or put to you somewhere else. Like they're, they're good condition. It's just, I'm sorry. I can't put, you know, size six months to 12 months on my daughter who, you know, we were commenting. She's in like, I think a, a size four shirt. And it's like, you know, it fits, but you kind of need, do they make size four tall? <laughs> like, so that's an interesting thought. I mean, I, I think I got this from my mother. So I, I did previously say that I don't have much emotion when it comes to belongings. But do you have like specific things from Baby Force when she was tiny that you can't get rid of? I mean, I know for my son, there was this very, this sweater. It was, it was a blue and white sweater. And it's just like, to me, that sweater was him. And so... Hmm. I hold on to that sweater, even though, you know, maybe give it to grandkids and if we have them in 20 years or something. But so, I mean, my mother did this very much where she kept lots of that kind of stuff. And so she passed it down and we mm-hmm. the kids wore it like once or twice before they grew out of it. Same kind of thing with this. I mean, this is just one of those things that I would put up like in a frame on the wall, basically, and be like, that's my well, son. So I, I don't there's nothing that I can think of that I would attach a sentimental value to a clothing wise that she wears. My wife, however, I'm sure there's quite a bit. So I, I I respect that that you know that sentimental pull you know plays into it. The box of clothing that never saw the light of day. 
No, that's no of course not. Yeah. Yeah. That's sort of, I think that's where if there's that cinema, like the, the size six to 12, such and such, you know, jumper or whatever, and we need to hold on to that. Okay. We'll box that up. We'll write like, like that's the other problem is, is my, my wife as baby forest has been growing up, has sort of cycled clothes in and out. The clothes that get cycled out, get put into boxes, but those boxes don't necessarily get identified very well. And who knows, like, and then on top of that, the bot, like she has a system, only she knows it. I actually worry. I mean, again, a little off the rails here. Um, if I could dress my daughter in clothes that fit, like, I mean, if they didn't, I would know that, mm-hmm. but it, it might be a struggle because like we have, we, we bought one of those um, like rubber made sort of Tupperware drawer sets Um because they were, it was perfect. It's like three drawers, all our clothes fit into it. We cycle through, blah, 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 blah. My wife hasn't necessarily always cycled out the stuff that no longer fits. Cause again, for reasons. Yeah. And so I'll go in, I'm like, Oh, I'll grab a shirt. Like I'm not, I'm not accustomed to having to look at the tag to see, okay, what size is this? And I'll go and try to put it on. And meanwhile, I'm like, you know, my daughter who's got the head or I don't know if it still is, but at the time she had the head size. That's like 99th percentile. Like, you know, big head. And I hear him like pulling his shirt over and you can see like the blood getting like all pushed up. Cause the shirt, the neck's too tight. And then I realize, Oh, I'm probably not good. She's screaming. <laughs> she can never get like, that off again. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So I've had a couple times where I've run into that. Uh, so that's a little frustrating, but, but no, yeah. Like there's, there's clothes there's stuff. There's, um, there's toys that are still boxed. Like there was a, a, you know, I don't know, was it was like a lawnmower or whatever. It's like to help them, you know, talk, walk something to balance and hold on to. We have a, we're going to be gifting some unwrapped <laughs> um, toys, you know, come, some, come, come Christmas. I mean, I, I don't, I don't have any issue that we didn't open it up. It wasn't, so, you know, I, I feel bad that may not have been put to use, but someone will put it to use and it is, it's new. It's like, that I'm I'm happy to do, but we're how long have we had that in our home, just outside this door? Mm, yeah, right. That's the thing. We had that with uh, Kickstarter items. Like early on, we would do Kickstarters for babies and stuff like that. Mm. We we did like some some animal blocks that were supposed to be really cool, and we just never actually. The Kickstarters, and I've done a lot of Kickstarters, not many of them have fallen apart, but this one in particular fell apart, and we didn't end up getting these animal blocks, which I was thinking of having for my six-month-old at the time, until my six-month-old was five years old. So at that point, we suddenly had animal blocks, and we didn't need them, so they just uh, they got in the closet. And we have like a we have like a pteranodon we got at some point. We're like, ah, oh, he loves dinosaurs. We're gonna we'll give him that for Christmas. But unfortunately, again, it came, and by that point, he was past his dinosaur phase, and so it's still in the closet. And yeah, we got a lot of stuff like that. So there will be some happy kid that will find these things at some point, and but it won't be our kid. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, and I think you know, I bet you there is more of that stuff as well around over the course of the next few days. We'll find lots of things. Hey, I might find cash. I mean, if I find cash out there, that's good too. I mean, <laughs> see, that's and yeah, like my my grandfather to this day, you know, he can he'll put on a jacket and he'll reach in the pocket and he'll five bucks. But not only that, he'll have like receipts from nineteen eighty seven in that pocket oh, and awesome. and five bucks. 
So yeah. I have found myself now sort of uh, put on a random jacket I haven't worn in a while, and there's a ten dollar bill in it. I mean, we were talking we were talking before the episode here about cash and how we don't touch it ever, and especially in the COVID age, there's no cash. We just use cards and. So, yeah, that's like, you know, if I have cash in my pocket, it just kind of freaks me out because I don't even know what it is anymore, really. Yeah. Well, it, like the concept of found money is real. Like I, every so often, I'll, oh, I wonder, lost my life. Is this yours? Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, someone lost five bucks in our place. So it's ours now. It's Christmas. Um, yeah. I, I, when was it? I was, I was cleaning up here. And I found a $2 bill. And the thing about this, I used to have like a collection of sort of old Canadian ones, old Canadian twos. And when we moved, when I moved from uh, Richmond to Delta, uh, a box of my stuff was stolen. Like essentially it was the last, first box on the truck, last box off. We went up, my grandfather took us out for dinner and someone came by, grabbed a box and it happened to be my box. And so my money collection went with that. I mean, there was really very little value, but the cash is cash. So I've, since then, I've never collected money. Like it's lost interest. My wife does. She has U.S. quarters galore. I mean, every U.S. quarter that's ever been minted, it may exist in our, our place. So when I, I found this $2 bill, I'm like, I assume it was hers. I asked her, she's like, no, I don't, I don't have Canadian twos. Neither one of us knows where this Canadian $2 bill came from. And for those that listen to the show, they're like, well, what's so significant about a Canadian $2 bill? I don't remember when we last had them. Like we went to the $1 coin and followed by the $2 coin so long ago. Yeah, I think it was early 2000s. I seem to remember somewhere around the time, but it might even be earlier. I know the, yeah. and, the, and the version the, the, yeah. the older paper, right? It's not like the newer sort of two. It's like the old style where, you know, Queen Elizabeth looks like she's still Princess Elizabeth on it. Like we're, we're talking about an old $2 bill. Anywho. Anyhow. Oh, all the good stuff we're going to find. But, uh, you know, if there is one good thing about sort of purging is it's I'm freeing up space for this new TV I bought. Uh, yes, the new TV. Yeah. I, you know, can you new next-gen console. Can you hook two PlayStation 5s to it? That's the question. Uh, I don't know, because I will have, potentially have two, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, okay. Um, so I had pre-ordered through Walmart. Like when I was trying to get one, like Walmart had them on like pre-order. I, I wasn't at that point. I really wasn't concerned. And Amazon yeah. said they have one on like pre-order for whatever reason. Amazon sent me an email to let me know that they believe they're going to miss their delivery date. And they apologize profusely. So there is a good chance that uh, I will be getting mine from Walmart and canceling said uh, Amazon delivery. It's whichever one ships first wins. Right. So. But no, I, I'm I'm in this position where do I unbox the new TV or do I leave it boxed but then have to put it somewhere and store it? However, making it much easier to move into new place that we may or may not. Like, what timing am I creating for myself where I'm ordering such things in a world where I'm really shouldn't be adding to the pile. 
Yeah, my we've gone through that too, where my wife got a double wide monitor for for work, and you know it's a it's a nice monitor, but um, we had been thinking about moving, and so we kept the box for it just sitting in the corner of our room. Now it's not on the same scale as your. 85 inch tv or whatever you got i i, I, know. I, got, I got a 55 I didn't 55 okay well still but we thought you know the easiest way to move this is going to be in the box so we can just keep the box now it's dragging a little bit the moving thing we don't know when we're going to move or if we're going to move but do we still keep the box or do we just say no we need to move on from that box and we'll find some other way to transport the tv so yeah man I'm, i feel for you buddy i feel for you well yeah. well whatever you know first world problems first world problems yeah. Well, here we are at the end of a pretty solid episode. I'm sure our listeners do have opinions, though, on how I should go about purging, organizing, convincing Baby Force to part with the balloon and all sorts of other fun stuff. So whatever those ideas are, shoot them our way. Uh, you can get in touch with us on Twitter uh, at the Nerdy Dadcast or at Nerdy Dadcast. I shouldn't say at the. It's the Light Force and TikTok, but everything <laughs> else is good. Nerdy Dadcast on Twitter and Facebook as well. Um but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm genuinely curious how to approach this. In two weeks' time, maybe I'll have said, I gave up, we're living here forever, Baby Force is going to inherit this when everything is said and done. Or my wife wins a lottery and then we don't really care. I simply, this is this becomes our like summer home. I find when you're planning things, the whole winning the lottery bet is always the safest one to go with. It's like, yeah, we're going to win the lottery and it'll happen. So that's, yeah, that's totally solid planning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Agreed. But uh, any any final words of wisdom you want to uh, share with all of our listeners there, John? Well, I just wanted to point out, actually, if you follow our Twitter feed, a while back, I was pretty excited that we'd made the charts in Romania. And mm. uh, so I was very excited about that. Now, recent listings, we have fallen off the Romania charts. So... I'm a if I failed our Romanian listeners, I'm I'm sorry, and and b if I didn't and you just stopped listening, you're all dead to me, Romania. Don't even tr- don't come back. So, not to have any bitterness or anything, but you know, Romania, you, you and me. All I know is that if we have fallen off the charts in Romania, that gives the Moldovans a chance to go and steal the mantle. We all my, my, we all know Moldova's better, anyways. Yeah, my Canucks podcast used to just knock it out of the park in Moldova. Used to. I mean, I don't know where they've moved on to now because we're not charting there. But, hey, thank you to all of our, our uh, was it Bulgaria or Romania? Which Romania. Was it? It, was it was Romania. Romania. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, Moldova, you're my new hero. We, we want to go up the charts in Moldova next. As for me, <laughs> just wish us luck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need it. Oh, I'm going to need so much luck. I can't wait to purge or like attempt to do so and see what goodies we're going to find. I I genuinely wonder if after the course of the next few days, if this place will actually improve or if it will have looked like we went through and tore everything down and then realized, holy smokes, there's far too much and simply give up. That's my fear. Well, if you find a $10 bill, I left it there. Okay, I noted. I will. I've written it down. John thinks left ten dollar bill here. Uh, but on behalf of John myself, Chris, thank you for tuning in. You can find us every couple of weeks on any podcatcher that you might subscribe to. And on that note, if you have yet to click the subscribe button, we would love it if you do. If you want to help us out, 
tell one of your friends and tell your family about the podcast. Word of mouth is by far the most powerful form of advertising, and it's the one the two of us appreciate the most. So as always, stay nerdy, my friends. Stay nerdy, my friends.